I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. All right, here we are. Oops, the podcast. I'm Francis. This is Julio Gallarotti, my co-host. <laughs> that was very formal. And we're back. We're, we're back, back in the bang. seat, ready to rock and deliver some more friendship to you all, friends. <laughs> the dog days of summer, baby. Hey, you guys went to Miami, you and Chris. We did. And became best friends. <laughs> And then returned, and and I am the odd man out. <laughs> this is what Chris said to me. Dude, to we were you. joking about the, how you were going to say this when you walked in. Um, Chris had said, "Oh, are you going to tell him about that thing that happened?" <laughs> and and you were like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going to save that." So the two of you now have information that you can or cannot choose to s- share with me. That's true. It's up to you whether I become part of your thing and so here i am on the outside looking in kind of wondering what you guys have been cooking up all weekend looked like you went to a quinceanera oh yeah we'll fill you in about that too yeah fill me in if i should be so lucky you know um okay well basically i mean i was doing shows with ricky and ricky and chris went to a wedding together a few weeks ago and then they sort of, and Chris, I'm, I'm putting, I'm like, if for, correct me if I'm wrong, but somehow it came up that Chris would make a couple of videos for Ricky. Ricky hired Chris to do some work. Was that that cousin of his that you know? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So I like long lost, long story how I know him. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So, and whatever, obviously they hadn't met each other when Ricky did the podcast as well, whatever, whatever. So now we all find ourselves in Miami uh, and Chris is there doing stuff for Ricky. There's, so we're all a, there's just a third out. wrinkle to this, <laughs> which is that a long time ago, I had been invited to go bear hunting. Did I ever mention that <laughs> on the podcast? Did I mention that I, on the podcast? You maybe did, but maybe not. Okay. I've never been hunting in my life. In fact, anytime I've killed anything, I have felt horrific about it afterwards, whether it was a, a fish or a toad. I mean, dude, I've witnessed you usher small insects out the window. I've have watched, you? yeah, I have. I've watched Francis not kill insects that yeah, he could I don't, have easily killed for If there's a spider, I try to have it crawl onto my hand and then I ferry it, I shepherd it <laughs> to the outdoors. Yeah, he's not, no cap there. That's true. Yes. I've seen him doing that. So, okay. The point is that, uh, I got invited to go bear hunting in Maine. The idea was that we were going to shoot it for content. I didn't really think about the ethical quandary I would face when I was holding <laughs> a gun and sighting down a black bear in Maine. Totally. Uh, to me, this just sounded like an opportunity for good content. Uh, I thought maybe, you know, anybody could shoot a bear. And as the <laughs> dates approach, by the way, we booked everything, we booked the flights up to Bangor, Maine. I booked a flight for Chris, who was going to come as the videographer and producer of this series. Um, It was basically, let's place Francis in the most rural, backwoods, sort of (laughs) hick Maine thing we can find and and go hunt black bears. And there's a huge market, by the way, for hunting black bears in Maine. The population is not threatened. They are, it's, it's, you know, Ah. there's, you get a license, it's protected and all of that. Interesting. Having said that, (laughs) to me, there's a huge leap from shooting a deer to shooting a bear. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I would. Yeah. Maybe it's because we've cartoonized, we've anthropomorphized bears so much more than deer. True. And even, and even if you were to argue that deer, you know, there's Bambi, there are some sort of like easy to like empathize with deer characters but deer there's just so many of them and they're so annoying that people are like exactly they're not pestilent pe- yeah people are less like and you see them all the time like bears are like a rare you know what i mean yes they're more majestic that's right that's yeah. right so okay 
the date's approaching for us to go on this bear hunt, I start to feel this creeping sense of guilt and fear and I don't even know what it was. I mean, I, I, I realized all of a sudden, first of all, I've only ever shot a gun at a gun range, mm-hmm. right? And even that felt wildly violent to me. What kind of gun? I shot a lot of different guns at really? that range. It was in, uh, we were in Nashville. Oh, shit. And I think I shot a machine gun. What? A shotgun. A handgun? A Glock. Oh, my God. Yeah, all kinds of different guns. How fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs> I've only shot a twenty-two once in the woods with Craig Maythree, Lee Maythree's dad. Who's Lee Maythree? He was my neighbor. Oh, you he, said that as if he was like an ESPN analyst. <laughs> I was like, I was name dropping. Well, Lee Maythree <laughs> sounds like, doesn't that sound like someone who announces college football? Yeah, that has, it has a clean, it comes off the tongue clean. Yeah. Um, but that was the only time. But anyway, bear, the bear. The bear. The date is approaching. I had bought these flights for which I was going to be reimbursed by the company I was working for if all of the content came out. Mm-hmm. And as the date approached, I mean, it must have been two days before. Dude, I remember this. You guys were packing for the trip. Yeah, that that the the guy who was going to, the guide, my friend who does this all the time, friend from, from high school, he t- told me that the outfitting company had said that they were having a really bad season of bear hunting, mm. that the bears weren't they weren't they weren't around they weren't for some being reason. social they were getting skunked a lot they were yeah they couldn't find him they they hadn't seen a bear in two weeks and my buddy was like i don't feel like you should fly all the way up here and shoot all this and spend all this money if um if you're not gonna get i would feel horrible if you didn't get any bears and i was like thank god it's a that's a sign thank god i don't have to do this i'm so relieved and so we canceled the whole trip, but of course I had bought flights on American <laughs> Airlines for both me and Chris. You can't transfer flight credit. So I had told Chris, hey, bud, you know, <laughs> you've got $600 of American Airlines flight anytime Bowling. you want to use it. Uh, just take it because it's in your name. Yeah, I can't transfer it. If you don't use it, it's going to go to waste. But my hope was that he would use it to go to the Bahamas or something. I was hoping he would treat himself, you know, kind of be like a present or a bonus or, you know, some kind of nice thing. And so he hits me up on Thursday, Tuesday, Tuesday of last week yeah. and says, yo, what company was that flight credit on? I said, American. He goes, sick. I'm going to use it to go shoot with Ricky and Julio all weekend. And I was like, okay, you know, going to use this nice cushy flight credit as a work uh trip. And there was this part of me that was just a little conflicted because I I I envisioned Chris treating himself to a trip to, you know, the Cayman Islands, <laughs> wearing a straw hat and sipping a daiquiri, and instead he's you know strapped into his camera and you know kind of sweating behind a tripod. Thanks. But I feel like that is the kind of vacation you want, though. That's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. It was fair also, enough. Also, I only hustle. use I only used half of it. I have a whole other three hundred dollars. Got three hundred bucks left. Don't That's worry, I'll, I'll use that for pleasure. Okay. Cool. Good. <laughs> promise me you will. Because, I will promise. Yeah. Um, okay. Dope. So, anyway, continue back to your story that after I did 10 minutes on bear hunting. Dude, that's funny. Well, dude, first of all, I want to comment on that, though. Like, do you ever read The Alchemist? Everybody's read The Alchemist. Believe it or not, I have not. Have you not read it because everybody's read it? No. I I don't know why. It's one of those that just slipped through the cracks on me. Interesting. I think a lot of kids were assigned it in, like, middle school, high school, right? So, not me. I think it caught on after I was already an adult. Mm. But... You know, everyone was recommending it, and as as I think our listeners have gathered, I don't read a ton of like fiction or whatever, uh, which sometimes people will like make snarky comments about and try to act like I'm unsophisticated. I'll be like, "All right, dude, chill." I don't um, get that. But one of the big things in that book it's a it's a wonderful book if you haven't read it, uh, The Alchemist. I'm sure everybody has. Anyway, uh, they talk about sort of like how you should l- listen to signs. So like, if you get a sign like that, you should just like. You should listen to that. I did not need much yeah, to yeah. pull the ripcord on this trip. Totally, totally. I mean, if they had told me that Mercury out. was in 
Gatorade or whatever, <laughs> I would have pulled the ripcord. Oh my god! I feel bad. That's not my joke. Subtly, I've heard someone else say that before. I can't take credit for that. I love it though. Subtly yeah. curving astrology. Yeah. Um. So, dude, we had a we had a fun time though. I mean, dude, it was like a it was a proper crew. I said this at one point during the weekend. Like Chris was sitting at the table editing shit, and like we had this PR guy with us, and then the comedians, and like we were all in this Airbnb, and I was like. This feels sort of like the hang that you envision when you envision the road. When you have this romantic vision of what the road is, you envision that. Which is funny because I know what Francis you're, is going to say. You're also in Miami. Of course, of course. It's a great city and it was so much fun. It's also, Miami has such a strong culture that it's a really fun place to visit. For like, for like There's no other way to phrase this. There's just so much ass. <laughs> Dude. There's just no way, other way to phrase it. Yeah. Like people who already had a big ass make their asses bigger and then they try to show off how big it is. That's so there's it. just ass. Male and every, female male ass. Male and female ass. Yeah. Uh, dude, but we had, we had a really fun time. It was, it, was, uh, it was unique and we had good shows. A bunch of weird shit happened at the shows. Uh, I guess we'll get into some of the details as th things progress. But dude, we went to a really fun brunch party. Is that what that was? Yes. Because you guys posted a bunch of Instagram stories from yeah. that. And at first I was like, who are these What's families they're Dude. hanging out with? Yeah. And then next thing you know, Benny is twerking in the fountain, <laughs> dancing in his chair with some elderly woman. Dude. And I'm like, what the fuck happened from point A to point D here? Dude, That you just essentially captured the beauty of this brunch. Usually these brunch parties, they're a little like snooty. You know what I mean? Like Bagatelle brunch, Felix in New York City. Like if you go to some destination, you go to, it's like fancy, it's expensive. People aren't that nice. There's not a lot of like co-mingling mm -hmm. at this brunch, dude. It was like all different races. It was like a, that giant, like you joked, quinceanera. It was a birthday party, but it was all Cuban people. Okay. And then there was a bunch of African-American people. And then there was our table and there was just like scattered different races the entire staff was like getting up and singing along to every song. And like very, very quickly, everybody started dancing with each other. Oh, fun. And, this, and in this way that was really fun. Like people would walk over to the old ladies, grab their hands. They'd be dancing Spanish music, hip hop, everything. Like it was a really fucking good time. Wow. Was it, was it a nightclub brunch? Uh, was it, was it 21 okay. plus? Yes. But this place is, uh, no, well, no, because... <laughs> Okay, yes, but no. Like, there was infant children, as you saw. So this, There's three-year-olds yeah, there. So then it's not your Bagatelle lava brunch type not thing. Not exactly the same, but it is. Like, in, in practice, it is. The place is called Bacon Bitch. Huh. And, dude, when you go in there, they just call you bitch. And it's hilarious. <laughs> like, you, you stop, you're like, hey, what's up? Like, we have a reservation uh, for, for whoever. And they're like, okay, bitch. And you're like, okay. And then they're like, <laughs> right this way, bitch. You're like, oh wow, thank you, and they yeah. go, you're welcome, bitch, and then they just call you bitch the whole time, and by the end, you're calling them bitch too. <laughs> That's fun. You're like, That's you're, fun. yo, bitch, like, yeah. dude, it was really fucking fun, really funny, and Benny was definitely the MVP. Like, yeah. there, was, there was one moment where he was like shmoney dancing. Like, remember Bobby Schmurda, that whole dance? Sure. I, whatever. So <laughs> that hot boy, hot, hot, hot word. I'm not allowed to say. Oh, very, I remember that yeah, song. Very yeah. popular song. And apparently, like at Rolling Loud, he came out and did a guest performance. And he was about to do the Shmurda dance, but he didn't. And he held up his shirt from the back. And one of his boys grabbed the shirt. And then he started doing it. And everybody went nuts. Okay. Ricky had told us this story the day before. I don't know how, but somehow Benny was able to channel that moment when people were watching him. And this girl came up behind him and was going to start dancing with him, dude. And he just does this pulls up his shirt she grabs his shirt dude the place went nuts <laughs> dude the place went nuts oh my dude God. as we walk out every single person all different races is stopping benny to commend him on how he's on a different level like, wow it was such a funny so so hang on a second <laughs> a lot of what you just said was off my reservation <laughs> Rolling Loud is that a big music festival? It's a big hip hop festival that just happened in Miami, and, and it's been a big one for. A is few it years. presumed that a lot of these people who were at Bacon Bitch also went to Rolling Loud, yeah, or saw the clip of Bobby Schmurda 
having his shirt held and dancing. Yes, for sure. And it like L- L.A. and Miami have a lot in common like that. Like these cultural things like that. People all know about it. I see. Whereas I feel like here in New York, people aren't as like on top of that kind of shit. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Like everybody there knew all everybody in this place was singing along to every song. And, and they all knew about that moment. So yes. e- even though it was just one moment that happened at a live concert, the shirt hold thing was so iconic and so recent yes. that they recognized it in Benny. Not They didn't just think that Benny was doing something cool and new. They uh, realized he was sort of yes. paying tribute. Yes, correct, uh, to cool. what had happened. That is cool from Benny. It was a good moment. Uh, ben DeMarco, who's one of our comedian friends, uh, he's a real character. Yeah. And, uh, dude, it was funny. Yeah, we had, a, we had a pretty crazy day. What were you guys drinking? Dude, so they kept bringing us shots, man. And at one point... I remember Chris being like, dude, I don't know if I can take this shot. And I was like, bro, I, we're going to be in the fucking studio tomorrow. I'll take it. So I was just, I took the double shot for the boys. Dude. Oh my God. I think it was like tequila. Well, what happened was our other friend who was driving. Our other friend. <laughs> our, our. Just doesn't end with you two. <laughs> our other friend. Do you mean Francis? Is that how you referred to me when you were down there? Or did I get bumped out? We this, talked about you a lot. Am I just this guy you know? We were talking about you a lot. Our we missed other you. friend. We did miss you, bro. We were saying how you would have been the star of brunch, actually. We Come were on. Yeah, we were saying that. No, we were actually saying that. In your matching you guys, Paisley outfit, you would have been fucking crushing that, dude. Just, no. I was just saying no, that. I'm serious, bro. Well... You took a double tequila shot. Yes. You almost Ralphed. I, I took one for the team. Took one for the boys. Here's what could have helped that go down a little smoother. What's that? The Cheeto Sparkling Seltzers. Fuck yeah. These are this is a new amazing sparkling tequila company that I am an absolute Die hard fan of. Dude, they're so good. You introduced me to these. I've I given you a couple of these. Chris has had a couple. They're really good. Cheeto, C H I D O. Out of nowhere, these bad boys are taking the world by storm. Dude, they're I awesome. mean it. I'm a huge fan. I have a I have a ton of these in the fridge. Um, in fact, let's crack let's a couple crack now. Oh. Hopefully, you guys will join us if you're at a time in your day where you feel comfortable drinking. Yeah, Cheers, bongs buddy. away. Here we go. I'm <laughs> drinking the mango margarita. But they have some new flavors. Um, I'm drinking the sea salt margarita. You got the sea salt margarita. Yeah. That's their classic. Now it's the mango mood. Uh, they also have strawberry sunset and spicy watermelon. But the the flavor that everyone loves the most is the pink paloma. That's usually my Dude, favorite. Fire. I've just drunk all of the ones I had. So fire. Okay. But anyway, the point is, uh, this stuff is absolutely fantastic. It's delicious. It is 120 calories, only three grams of sugar. Non-GMO, 5% ABV, gluten-free, low-glycolic, and dairy-free, obviously. Um, and great if you're, a te- if you're a tequila person. Yes. It captures the essence of tequila. If you like tequila and uh, are, don't really want that sort of malt, uh, liquor, canned beverage, this is real tequila with sparkling stuff, and it's absolutely delicious. They also um, have cool merch. I was just telling Francis, uh, like all my clothes, I like need new clothes really badly. This is officially the nicest T-shirt that I own. Yeah, the Cheeto T. They sent us some sick merch. We love it. Um, they are in New York, Connecticut, uh, Florida, New Jersey, and Wisconsin. They're coming to Georgia and Chicago this fall. Um, but you can also go to drinkcheeto.com right now and order some cases. I highly highly suggest you do that. Get some pink Palomas. Get some sea salt margaritas. Um, you're going to love this, guys. We wouldn't let you down. That's drinkcheeto.com. Also, follow their Instagram accounts, uh, drinkcheeto, etc. And uh, enjoy. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. How were the shows? Dude, the shows were insane, man. Like, both late shows, two of the craziest things that I've ever experienced at a late show happened. The first night, this woman decided she would get up and take out her breasts. Oh my God. And she just stood there showing them to Ricky, holding them. And then she was escorted out of the room. And she gave like a Jerry Maguire speech on the way out. She was kind of like, I object to this, but like, who's coming with me? <laughs> and then like, <laughs> and then she was kicked out. This like older woman too. She took her tits out in the middle of the show. Holy so Why? I'm not, I, I forget exactly how it went down, but she was kind of heckling the whole show. Not in a too intrusive of a way, but then it built up to this moment where mm-hmm. she ends up taking her tits out. 
Okay. Uh, and it was crazy. Dude, the second show, or the second night, I'm up there, and I'm doing my thing, whatever show's going well. Ricky's agents are there, too. Like, he's running his hour, they're there to watch. There's some guy sleeping in the front table, and it wasn't clear what was going on, but like obviously this guy was fucked up. I call out that he's sleeping, which I think, and tell me if you agree with this, I think that's a risky move because it says that like you're not funny enough to keep people awake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think it all depends. Okay, so how was he sleeping? Okay, so I was very quickly absolved of that if that was even a problem. The show was going well. But- uh, my, my question is, okay. was his head on the table? Yes, then I think it's fine. If he's leaning back in his chair with his arms crossed and his eyes are gently closed, then he that's, to me, more that he has fallen asleep. Because of you. Because of you. But Agreed. if he's down flat on the table, he's drunk and comatose. I would agree with that. Yeah. So so this is what happens, dude. I'm probably I'm doing a 30-minute set, okay? Yeah. I am probably 10 minutes into it, maybe 15. At some point... The table, there's like a ruffle, ruffling, rustling, whatever, like uh, both tables next to him and that table. And these are these long tables in front. The guy had projectile vomited all over the oh. room. Projectile vomited, dude. And I, I just you didn't see it. I didn't hear like, but yes, it was there was vomit. But you didn't see it happen in action. The vomit itself. No. Okay. Because I think he like did it in his own face or something. Dude, it was yeah. like really gnarly. Oh god! Uh, and then now they are taking tables and moving them. There's guys. There's like people at the table who weren't with them. Like there's a guy standing holding his poke bowl, eating it. Still be like, don't worry, bro. You're doing great. <laughs> like eating <laughs> with I, chopsticks. I would never order a poke bowl at a comedy club. <laughs> Holy shit! Also, but, okay. especially after vomit has just occurred. Yeah, to be able exactly. To still eat it. So anyway, enough. dude, I like go into survival mode. I'm like, I can't. I want this show. It's my responsibility to make sure this show. Yeah, you well. have to get through the fucking chaos and restore order yes. before Ricky takes the stage. Correct. So I think at some point, Chris, I may have even said that. I was like, I'm going to make sure this is handled before Ricky comes out here. Right. That's exactly what you said, and really? you crushed it. You did amazing. Thank you. You Chris. saved the show. That's very nice. Thank you. Because someone threw up in the front row, and <laughs> yeah. no, one, no one left. So how much time did you spend? talking about you got to go into crowd so, work at that yes. point so dude to be honest what i did is i just started roasting the guy who puked yeah great because what else are you gonna do i even said i was like i can't just be like so i moved in with my girlfriend you know no, what i mean like right. you can't no. not talk about that for the entire time it's happening yeah exactly. but what ended up happening eventually he obviously had to leave and as he left there was this nice moment where like the crowd and i turned to kind of being supportive to be like dude feel better yeah and he kind of looked at us and like tapped his heart and like gave a wave and we all sort of golf clapped him out. Oh my God. And we're like, feel better buddy. Like, and it kind of made us grow closer. And then I did like another five minutes and then Ricky came up and just smashed and it was great. Wow. That is cool. <laughs> That's great. Right. It's a cool little moment. I was, I I was proud of myself. I am impressed that the entire club supported this guy. I know it was because a really growing up moment. around people, especially if it's because of drinking, you don't like those people. Yeah, I know. Typically. I know. I know. They suck. You know what I mean? Dude, totally. It's one thing if your little daughter throws up on an airplane from motion sickness. <laughs> right, Then right. everyone's handing you gum and paper towels. Right. Then, but if some asshole is drunk too much. I know. And then throws up, that's on him. Totally. And dude, we had oops people there too. So I'm sure they're going to get a kick out of here in this re- Got retold. It. Got Julio it. really, I just want to enforce, he kind of like made that happen. He like brought that together. Chris, I, Chris, get, man, I get that the two of you are <laughs> best friends now. Okay. Like that has already been driven home Chris, you're the to fucking me. Man, dude. What are you, would you guys get matching tats too? Tat it up. <laughs> Imagine. C and G forever. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> fucking c and g with the date yeah. 731 for you guys super uh, cool so i mean those are definitely the show as far as the shows being unusual those are definitely yeah the highlights that's uh, crazy guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. 
so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Um, so dude, how tell us about your road weekend. You're in Indy. All right. I went to Indianapolis. Have you been there? Yeah. I've never you did helium? Yeah. I've I did this club. I don't know if it's even there anymore. Morty's. Morty's. Yeah. I did Morty's years ago. And Morty's is like a little outside of the downtown. It is. It's so, a good half an hour yeah, away. So I've never really spent a solid amount of time but in downtown. Morty's anymore. went out of business. Okay. That but a sense. lot of the staff that had worked at Morty's came over to the Helium got it, when they opened. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And the Helium is glorious. I mean, Sick. it's just right in the middle of the, right in the center of town. The Helium Comedy Club brand is to me the first class cabin of yeah. comedy clubs. Yeah, it's awesome. They just every one of them. I think their first marquee club was in Philly, uh, and a lot of comedians will cite the Philly Helium as their, their favorite, favorite club in the country. I've never done it. It's on my bucket list for sure. It's great. Um, and they have the same. They impart sort of the same blueprint on all of their clubs. Right. So it's just a level of professionalism. Sound tech, lighting, staging, the shape of the room, the height of the ceilings, everything about it, the staff, it's a comedy club for comedians just as much as it is for the audience. Right, right. And uh, you feel right at home. So I had a great time. Um, I will say it was my first road weekend in... And I and I'm you know head full headlining road yeah. weekend in in over a year. The last one I did was that Kansas City one. Oh yeah, last summer. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That was last summer, and then before that was not until pre-pandemic, which was maybe in Philly. That was the Philly Helium yeah. Yeah, in yeah, March. Yeah, yeah. So five shows, five shows, man, and it's a lot. I mean, you're not far off. Like, there's not that much of a difference from what I was doing to what you were doing. There is though. Like, like you're. I I'm tired still, but. It's a big step to be doing. Yeah, I was doing fifty-five minutes. Fifty-five minutes, and you're like the anchor of the show. Like the pressure's all on you. Like if I, in theory, if I go up there and like don't do that well, like it doesn't matter. Like obviously, I'm supposed to do well, and I did in all the shows. You know what I mean? But like that added pressure of headlining is is a different animal too. It's just a lot of talking. Yeah, you're just talking for a long time. It's do do you do music at all too? Yeah, Yeah. I close every set with four or five songs right right right. and um i had a couple new ones that i was banging out nice and people were on board i did have some really fun crowd work moments i uh i do this story about the story about getting beaten up yeah you know yeah and then i ask if anyone's ever been in a fist fight or beaten up before and then people have great stories and they're all so all over the place (laughs) and this one guy sort of raised his hand and he was like, I got headbutted um, once. And I was like, why? And he said, well, this guy had just punched this girl. And I told him, you can't hit a woman, right? And then that dude's girlfriend goes, yeah, but this was in England. <laughs> and oh I went, God. they're a developed country. <laughs> You can't hit a woman there either, as as far as I know. And then I turned it into this long thing of like England being the only country where like (laughs) domestic abuse is allowed. It was a little borderline uh, risky, but like the whole crowd was on board with it. And I was doing a thick British accent. That's great. And uh, having a lot of fun. So those are are the moments that, you know, you kind of get on the road that that you don't necessarily have as much fun. You can't really do that in a 15-minute set in New York. Totally. Um, So I did like that. But it's a lot of time by yourself. It really is. I I wonder about that, too, because we were saying that, too. We're like, we were like, Francis must be lonely. We were were saying You guys all went together, you know, Camp Julio and Chris... You know, the best friend trip to Miami, <laughs> drone footage, quinceañeras. Uh, we shared a bathroom. You know, doing <laughs> Roddy Rich dances or whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Was it Roddy? Oh, no. no, Bobby Schmurda, but Roddy Rich is also a good reference. We listened to some Roddy Rich. Cool. <laughs> I don't even know where I came up with that. That was good, dude. Um, you, so, that was real good. All, look, you guys are all friends. Yeah. 
going on the road together to one of the most fun cities in America. If not the world. Not yeah. nothing against Indianapolis. It's just not Miami. Right. I don't not. think they would say it's Miami. No, no one would. There's no there's no ass floating down the street. <laughs> there's a lot less ass in Indianapolis than there is in Safe Miami. To say. Safe to say, dude. So I spent a lot of time in my hotel room. Yes. In the Westin. And um how will, far was it from the club? Five minute walk. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and I was basically just going down to get coffee, breakfast, going back to my hotel room. I got. I started really watching a lot of this Formula One documentary. Oh, Netflix. on Netflix. Is it awesome? The best thing I've seen in a long time. I've heard that it's the best. I it's need to get into it. Incredible. Sick. Dude. It's incredible. We should go to the Monaco Grand Prix, dude. That would be fun. Would they also that. have one in Austin, Texas. Uh, but it's like not they. It's like at an actual track, though, right? Where the Monaco. You're right. So the street courses. I've walked the Monaco Grand Prix. Really? Track. Yeah. Is it awesome? I was there the week after it, so the boards were all still set up. Oh, sick! And it is crazy to imagine that cars are driving Just down this 200 miles an hour. Unbelievable! Wow. Um. But here's what was crazy. As I was totally immersed in this documentary one night before a show i went and had a uh, tapas by myself outside um at this place called tastings mm -hmm. which is like this wine and tapas pairing chain and i'm sitting there and all of a sudden i hear this t full-throated feminine chorus of screams <laughs> but excited screams and down the boulevard rolls this covered wagon bachelorette party oh my god on one of those multi-wheeled you know everyone's pedaling oh my god yeah, everyone's pedaling those. those are crazy music blasting they're drinking they appear to be having the time of their lives right and all of a sudden i just started imagining a formula one race car t-boning this bachelorette <laughs> party at an intersection <laughs> Because you see all these horrible crashes yeah. in the documentary. I started laughing so <laughs> fucking hard. And these dates are like looking at me being like, "What? he's alone. What's so funny? Why is he laughing alone? I'm not looking at my phone. And I'm just choking on these, you know, little flatbreads that I'd ordered. And it really was a while before I could recover myself. But, uh. It's just funny that you're laughing. If they were to ask what you were laughing about. Yeah, they wouldn't they, be on board. It would have been twice as weird. <laughs> <laughs> you're just laughing about death. You're like, oh, you know, man. just all these giggly girls with their foreheads smashed open and that, you know, that the sash on the on the bride to be covered in <laughs> brain matter. I don't know. Shards <laughs> of skull. Pretty horrific. Maybe they would have been wearing helmets. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> but either way, it was um, that was probably the highlight of the weekend for me. Did you get any workouts in? Yeah, every day. Nice. There's there's no excuse not to work out. Totally. You can't not work out. There's yeah. just too many hours of the day to not work out. Yeah, totally. Um, so that was good. Were you drinking at night at all? Yeah, I was doing this thing that Bert Kreischer does, mm. where during the shows, twenty minutes into my set. I say, does anyone want to do a shot with me? And maybe half the people in the audience say yes. They then let their servers know they want a shot. 20 minutes later, I keep going in my set. Everyone's got their shots. The One of the servers brings me my shot. I do a little toast, and we all take a shot That's together. That's great. And you do it on all the shows, and then the servers are really appreciative. Oh, yeah. Because, because yeah. they make a lot more from you know alcohol and stuff yeah. like that and the it's club a fun thing club likes it and you know people have fun taking shots and it's a good thing i so like that i was having a, i was doing that um yeah dude look i had a i had a great time but it's it's thursday through sunday yeah it's a lot it's your whole weekend it's your whole week yeah you know it's more than half of your week in a in a hotel room yeah and then just going really hotel room to the club. Yeah. Hotel room to the club. And it really 
made me appreciate my life here yeah a lot it's the most that i've missed my home and my girlfriend and the dog mm-hmm. and my the stuff in my refrigerator mm-hmm. i really missed that totally um so i don't know i had lunch with my agent today and i sort of talked him through all this and basically said you know is there how long do you do you stay in this before you start being able to kind of craft your road weekends a little bit more to your own liking mm-hmm. where it's instead of having to do the thursday show or i don't, I don't know I, and he was like you know a while yeah <laughs> so yeah. it is what it is and i i enjoy it it's how you get better you know building out the hour who, who knows maybe there was a special on the horizon maybe a self-produced one whatever we'll see mm-hmm. but that's kind of my thought and uh yeah that's cool, all cool well you know dude I, I i totally hear you man it's it can be it's lonely, lonely. it can be a lonely thing it's if definitely you're, lonely. If you're by yourself for sure yeah um but dude I, rem- I remember like some of the road weekends that i've done by myself when i used to smoke i used to smoke a shit ton like i would just be smoking cigs all day which is like oh i know it's a crazy thing that was the way that you got through it like yeah like there's just so much downtime and in a in a situation like that it's just really easy to like smoke a lot i I just wish that i had had those these like lucy slim nicotine pouches you should have had those at the time they weren't maybe invented yet i know and dude like (laughs) i don't think they were literally think about how much healthier your lungs would be i i know i know this is a great alternative uh to smoking or whatever sort of tobacco uh, use you're, you're used to doing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot like kind of dip or a snooze situation mm-hmm. where you can tuck it in your lip and there's no tobacco in it. So it's not like yeah. your gums don't get all gross. And you know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's a really it's clean. Yeah. It's, it's a much cleaner sort of way mm-hmm. to, uh, to be able to use nicotine. I like throwing a little uh, Lucy in there on a night when I'm having a couple pops and dude, totally get that nice uh, nicotine kick going. <laughs> you gotta, dude, you love a kick. Yeah, they have all the good flavors too. Uh, they have the mango, they have the cool cider flavor, uh, the mint. I've been trying the cool cider. I like the, the cool spearmint. cider. Being from Maine reminds <laughs> me of fall. It's like autumn in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's awesome. Yeah. So if you're looking for some tobacco alternatives, you should go to Lucy.co. That's Lucy.co. Use promo code OOPS. You get 20% off of your order of Lucy Slim pouches or any other Lucy products. Lucy.co, promo code OOPS. Uh, And I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Well, dude, listen, man. You know, this pod keeps growing, baby. Maybe someday me and you can do a couple weekends. A lot of people uh, were asking me. Really? A lot of people were asking me, where's Julio? I, I would say there were... Far more people that approached me in Indianapolis and said, I, I'm a big fan of the podcast awesome. than anything else by, by that they knew me from and asking, when are you and Julio going to come and do a road show? And I, it's, it's obviously going to happen. Yeah. Um, we'll I, make it make sense somehow. And we'll, one of these days we'll, we'll you and it. I need to figure out how to blow people's socks off. <laughs> you know I agree, I agree. we need to figure that out because our dear friends ashley and Raina from girls gotta eat i think what separates their live shows is that they they really make it uh a night to remember yeah there is a a, a sort of a program of events and they they've got dancers and they've got a, a set list and it's it's coordinated and it's not just two podcasters going up and having a, a conversation on stage totally but I, you know i will say this though you know i think that i love that idea and I, obviously that's probably the best case scenario of us doing some kind of live experience or whatever but you know what i mean like we both also do stand up like we could easily we'll just find do a like way sure stand up and we could go up together at some point like whatever like i'm sure that it's very doable in many different ways, you know. That's true. If we decide to do it someday. Yeah. Which would be fun. Well, I got I got one other thing I got to tell you about. Please, please. I, I fear that I may have committed a small microaggression. Oh. We love microaggressions here, dude. Yeah. That's our specialty. I, yeah. I didn't mean it. 
I feel like it's one of those things. You, you judge this, okay. okay? Okay. So during one of the shows, um, it's pretty easy for me typically to know which of the people in the audience are fans of mine and which of the people in the audience came to the show because they just wanted to see a comedy show. Yeah. And so they came to whatever was happening at yes. the comedy club in town that night. Yes. Right? I think, dude, once you can get to like a strong enough, it's so good to have like a strong contingent of the people who are this, there specifically for you. You got to have It doesn't even that. need to be the majority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can make the show amazing. You need some though. Totally. Um, because the club is a great club, so it does get people in itself. Yes. But, you know, you, you, you got to have some people who know who, who you are. Yeah. And so I will... The people who are there to see me, they're gonna they're gonna have a good time. They know what I'm about. They're yeah. used to my speed and my sense of humor. The people who are not there to see me and have no idea who the hell I am might be a little shocked <laughs> by some of the jokes that I tell. Right? <laughs> not a lot. I'm not so crazy anymore, but definitely an acquired taste. I'm not so crazy anymore. I love that. So there's this table of sort of middle aged black women. Mm -hmm. um in the middle of the audience and you know they're seven eight feet away okay and i'm like all right I, I i really don't think that they know who i am i just i don't mean to whatever be make assumptions but it just didn't seem that that it didn't seem like they knew who i was okay and yet throughout the night they were having the time of their lives mm -hmm. they were laughing perhaps harder than any other table mm -hmm. great audiences members and i kept checking in on them being like oh i hope i hope they like me for some reason you know what i mean like because right the, the table that you're like not expecting at your show you always want you always are checking to see if they're enjoying it, exactly regardless of who's at the table exactly yeah um because next to them there was also this table of sort of like elderly couples <laughs> middle you know probably 60 year old guy with his wife and mm -hmm. i was like they don't know who i am either and they were not having a good time. Right, right, right. They were like, Jesus, how, we didn't. If we'd known it was this, we, you know, we right. probably wouldn't have come. Right. Um, because I'm doing some sex jokes. There's a little bit of raunch to my act at time. So, anyway, the show ends. I go out to say hi to people. I go up to this group of women, and they were like, "You were great." I'm like, "Thank you so much." Um, you know, I kept and I, I say to them, I was like. I kept it mattered a lot to me that you guys were laughing because I could tell that you guys probably had no idea who I was mm -hmm. when you got here. Mm -hmm. And one of them went, why did you think that? <laughs> yeah. And instantly I was like, oh, ah. yeah, but one then back. her friend was like, she's kidding. We had no idea who the fuck you were. <laughs> <laughs> But I was very aware. I was like, I'd stepped in it, you know? I'm like, well, because I don't have a whole lot of elderly women black fans, you know? Like, <laughs> that you know of. Not my typical demographic. I don't yeah, know. That's funny. Um, that's so funny. they were great. And uh, shout out to everybody. There was, um, there was another group there that I have to give a shout out to. They got married up in Agunquit, Maine. I can't remember their names. I apologize. They're avid listeners of the podcast. They were doing, I asked them, they I, they said we had a COVID wedding. Because I was like, you guys oh, are yeah. together? And they were like, yeah, we're married. And I was like, oh, where'd you guys get married? And they were like, last summer, we had a COVID wedding. And I was like, oh, small friends and family. And then the guy goes, eh, it was like 250. And I was like, what? that's not a COVID <laughs> wedding. That's the biggest wedding I've ever fucking heard of. In fact, that's the Wuhan wedding. And then everyone went nuts. But that's then she good. was like a, a little upset. All right, right. She was like, we didn't have the Wuhan wedding. It wasn't a super spreader event. We were very careful. Everyone was vaccinated. Like, and right, I'm relax, like, okay. Relax. Yeah. But they were great. So Indianapolis, yeah. shout out. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Fuck yeah, dude. Love oh, quick plug. I'm going to D.C. Arlington, in, uh, the Arlington Draft House. Uh, August 13th to the 14th, francisells.com for tickets to that. Amazing. Anything Dude. for you coming up? Yeah, I have uh, same dates. I think August 13th to the 14th in Barcelona. Oh, that's right. Um, at the Comedy Clubhouse in Barcelona, uh, which is inside the Pub Liberic. Two shows, Friday, Saturday. It should be fun. Wow. If uh, you guys are out there in Barcelona, I think we have some listeners out there. Do we? Yeah, I think so. So come on out. Let me know you're coming. Love to meet you. It'll be cool. 
So um, fun. That's the scoop. Dude, I got back this morning, and sometimes that early morning flight can be rough, especially when you've been on the road. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because as you know, you know, you get off stage after the second show, and it's sort of this like cruel cycle of like, you're tired, the first show sneaks up on you, mm-hmm. you go on stage, and then once you get off, you're energized again. Yeah. I don't know if that happens to you. Yep, yep, yep. I get what you mean. And then yeah. I end up staying up late. So like by the end of the weekend, I'm conditioned to peak at an unusual time oh. and I'm ready to ease into my day the next day. But you're not allowed to do that when you have that early flight because, uh, you know, Sunday night we had a show and then we had to get back here because we're recording today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were, Chris and I were both on 7 a.m. flights, exhausted, kind of throws off my clock for eating. But like I get home and all I want to do is eat some cereal. And unfortunately today I was out and I think I got to re-up on my magic spoon, dude. You're out of it? I'm out. Boy, oh boy. I know. I did the resupply recently. You did? I got dude. a new box of the berry. Oh, dude, that's a very solid Oh, move. it's delish. Dude, and they got some new flavors too, man. Talk to me. Uh, they have brought back, because uh, ha- they have a couple limited flavors that now are fully going to be in the rotation. Um, and there's the cookies and cream flavor. Ooh. I know, which is fucking fire, as well as... The maple waffle flavor. Oh, I'm a maple waffle kind of guy. And that's like a that's like a little more of like a the the director's cut. Yeah. Right? The nice. maple waffle flavor. It has yeah. a big strong following. It's like the McRib. <laughs> you know? But dude, I mean Magic Spoon is delicious. It tastes like your favorite childhood cereal. And there's zero grams of sugar, thirteen to fourteen grams of protein per serving, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, hundred forty cal- calories per serving. Keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb, literally the gam the gamut. Yes. The gamut. That's uh, it. Not can, the gambit. <laughs> the gamut. You can build your own box or get a variety pack with the available flavors, cocoa, fruity frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon, as well as the two flavors that we just mentioned. Yeah. Uh and dude, it's good shit, man. Julia, where would one find these boxes of magic spoon cereal? Funny that you ask. Magicspoon.com slash oops. To grab your delicious cereal, try today uh, and use promo code OOPS and you'll save five bucks off of your order. Uh, magicspoon.com slash OOPS, $5 off. Get Enjoy. that shit. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, so both flights, man. I don't know if I'm just like too observant, but like it's always shitty things happening in every flight. So I'm on my flight and I'm watching my sets from the DC Improv because I knew I was going to be doing a similar amount of time. And I'm like, I'm going to just like watch these See if anything sparks my memory. I'm gonna try to like work some stuff in, whatever. Good for you, by the way. That's not um. Thanks, dude. That's not it's easy. Not that fun. No. Um. And and to to explain that to you guys, I don't know if that's an if that's obvious why that sucks. But there's something really shitty about listening to yourself. Like the same way that you like hate listening to your voicemail greeting. Imagine mm-hmm. that, but like you're talking for forty fucking well, minutes. And with the added banality yes. of knowing everything you said. I know. Because you know your act. I know. So you know these jokes dead to rights and then you have to listen to them and you're like, oh. Do you know what I do sometimes while I'm listening to my sets? I'll play video games. A video game that I don't have to think while I play it. Hmm. And it really makes it a much more pleasant activity. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. No. So anyway, I'm sitting there. I'm like pr- trying to be a good boy. I'm watching these sets, taking notes. And this woman next to me, she goes, is that you? This like Russian lady. <laughs> nice. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. She goes, oh, fine, comedy, very nice comedy. And then she just starts showing me memes for an hour. Oh, no. Dude, and like, you know the way that older people show you memes? Like, they'll start showing you a seven-minute clip of a 1980s TV episode that the humor <laughs> doesn't hold up. It's like the equivalent of when somebody has has the YouTube on the Apple TV and they're just like, thinking of any video they can to hold court. <laughs> Have you seen this? Yes, dude, I've seen that. Everyone's seen that. It's like yeah. the same as that. So she's showing me Benny Hill clips, silent Benny Hill clips, and she's showing me SNL sketches, and it's, it's loud. We're on the plane, so I can't hear this. Then she's showing me actual Russian memes, and she goes, it means, and she's translating the meme. Oh, my God. And a lot of them were like, kind of like sexual and weird i was like this is maybe this is like a cultural thing like it's not it's not flirting that she's showing me this you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. though with some women it would be so then for an hour i'm bogged down and i and i, I can't be like stop so she dude, i'm not kidding you she, i see her going through her camera roll and every five or ten seconds she would have a new one she'd show me and this went on for an hour all right so i disagree with you about on what i'm stopping that you can make it stop how life is too short 
not to tell that woman I need to sleep. Right. I, I want to listen to music. I have some work to do. There is a perfectly polite way. To You're good at that, dude. You're better than me. That at that horrific <laughs> situation. The idea of sitting this close to someone who you just like told to fuck off, like that is just unbearable. But to you me. don't say I know, fuck I know, off. I know, I know. You say, hey, I, listen, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm really behind. I have I have to use this time for work or or do you mind if I work on this for a while and we can catch up later or something right, like that. Right, right. They will get the message. Yeah, you're right. Some people just need to be told I know. hit over the head with it. I know. Them. I do. I know. You can't expect people to um derive inference from veiled language. Right. A lot of people are not good at picking up on hints on reading between the oh, lines. Oh, it's nuts, dude. It's so, nuts how bad they are. To- uh you owe her a literal get away from me <laughs> but in a nice way right you owe it to yourself i know i know i did that is true and I people should not feel bad about that you're not abiding by some weird social etiquette in just entertaining this nonsense from this what's the russian word for an elderly woman babushka babushka yeah you don't babushka. have to you don't have to listen to her borscht recipe <laughs> Or her tales from the Cold War. Dude, it's funny. She ordered a wine. It was like 10.30 a.m. And half of the memes were about like, it's time to start drinking. Yeah. Like, you know, it's wine o'clock. Wine o'clock somewhere. Yeah, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that sucked. And then this morning on the early flight, the kid who I'm sitting next to flags down the flight attendant before the flight started and said, can I have a bag? I'm not feeling well. Oh. (laughs) And then he didn't end up using it. But I was so aware that at any moment, that's that's really not fun and i've been thrown up on on a flight before so i have ptsd did i ever tell you this Mm -mm. i was going to jordan and that's a long fucking flight you've done it you've been Mm -hmm. there right i've never been to jordan francis is tight with the royal family in jordan hilarious sentence Mm -hmm. also people listening are like classic Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've i've told that yeah yeah you have you have but in case uh regardless so I, I was like an hour into that flight. I had taken something to help me sleep and I was about to fall asleep. And I, as li- I'm not even kidding you, dude. As I'm falling asleep, I just hear, ah! and I open my eyes and there's just vomit all over my arm. The person in the row behind me had vomited through the, through the crack of the seats all over an hour into the flight. Didn't offer to clean it up. I self sanitized and now I'm just, isn't that crazy? <laughs> It coming Dude. through the crack in the seats, <laughs> vomit all over me. Hang on, was the scream from the vomiting from the person? vomiter? Yes, that's the sound they made. I yes, and I don't know if that was the vomit sound or if she had vomited and then screamed in reaction to her vomiting. Like I was waking up as this was happening. Oh. Obviously, I don't sleep for the rest of the flight. The worst part, she never apologized, and when we landed. She just was like, ah. Oh my God. Stretched and was happy and ready to go. Okay, so let's flip the script from that <laughs> earlier thing I said. Yeah. You are within your rights to tell that woman, fuck you. Totally, dude. That's where you, when she, when you see her stretching and welcoming the day and thinking, boy, I'm going to look <laughs> trim on this trip because I have an empty stomach, <laughs> you can say, hey, you know, you threw up and it landed all over my arm. <laughs> And then, depending on what she says, you can go off. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If she's apologetic, fine. Let her off the hook. If she's not, you. what I would do is I would use my comedic instincts and turn it into a me versus a heckler type right, situation. Right, right, right. And I would say, okay, if this person's not apologetic, you have no idea... The can of shit you just opened. Yeah, I know. I like, know. I will verbally box you right now. <laughs> I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to be on some viral video about, you know, people throwing Screaming hands a on woman. a Delta yeah. flight. Yeah. But Dude. I would really make it so that they didn't forget me. Dude, I was, I must have been 23 or 24. Like, I just, I just didn't have that, it, that yet. Yeah. I didn't have it in me yet. I didn't do shit. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you know what would, have, what would have made that experience much more pleasant is if I was wearing a pair of my bird dogs. Yeah, I wish you had been. That's I for too. sure. Yeah. I don't know if bird, bird dogs even existed then. 
They may not have, but thank God they do now. I know. <laughs> Every time I've been thrown up on a plane, I thought to myself, boy, oh boy, good thing I got my old bird dogs to turn and change into. <laughs> I always bring bird dogs. Every t- I brought three pairs to Indianapolis. Really? And I wore them all. Dude, that's great. They're, yeah. they're very versatile. It's a wonderful... They're my comfort from home short. Good short, good pant. You can do anything in them. Go to any occasion. Uh, we highly recommend. Yeah, the pants are awesome for this upcoming fall. So get yourself a pair of bird dogs, pants or shorts. Birddogs.com, promo code OOPS. You're going to get a nice little treat, a little something, something. We don't know what it is, <laughs> but you'll get it. Uh, and the shorts and the pants are absolutely worth it. We love them. We swear by them. Birddogs.com, promo code OOPS. By the way, <laughs> this, this, this reminds me. So I... There, I have a question for you. Are there things from your past uh, that you've done that you've been ashamed of that you really don't ever hope that Hillary would find out about you? Wow. And I don't mean dating or sexual things. Okay. Um, that I'm ashamed of? Uh, maybe, or or just that you know that if she were to find out these things about you that she would think she would side with the other side um and be like i can't I'd, if i'd known that about you it might have changed our future honestly not like not really like the, the only things i can think of like i've gone through a lot of phases the way that I, i've looked very different at many different points in my life mm-hmm. and not just weight wise just like in general like for some reason like i look different every like so different so, but we'll joke about that. Like, I'll wear something ridiculous. I look yeah. so dumb wearing like an affliction t shirt when I was like 21, <laughs> but nothing beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know, what about you? That, yeah, that's not really what I. Yeah. So, I was telling this story to my girlfriend where, okay, so the story was there was this guy that I was sort of friends with, and um, he's a good dude, but we were in montauk one weekend when we were much younger early 20s and we were at this sloppy tuna it's now some other the bounce or some bullshit but it was a great beach bar and they had this outer deck and it was always packed and the line for the bathroom was super long and he had to go pee and so instead of getting in the bathroom line he decided to um he decided to pee into some empty cups using Mm -hmm like the people around him almost as like a human shield. <laughs> and I, we were friends, but we're not, not like close friends at all, just friendly. And after he did this, he was pretty drunk. He overflowed the cups and it got on his hands. And then he came up to me and wiped his hands on my face. Oh, what? Did you know he had done that? I, I knew, yeah. Holy fuck. And you I went nuts. Like, how could you not? And my, but this, this is how I deal with these things. I told him in a calm tone that he was, uh, he, at this point he was now, he had stopped his other job and he had gone to work for his dad. Oh. And I said, oh no. I said, you, you did the obvious thing with your life. Nobody (laughs) is surprised by you. You're not a risk taker. Oh my! You God. just did what everyone knew you were gonna do. Oh You're my working God. for your dad, and you—that was always what you were gonna do. Oh my God! So I said the thing that I assumed was the most personal, most probably the thing that I I, I just conjured might be his greatest insecurity. Yeah, and instantly I could tell that I had hit. You had crushed him. The absolute epicenter of his you know insecurities well because, dude, he, no, dude no. he deserved it bro Hold I, don't, on a I don't feel that bad about what you did okay so so i had a habit of doing this which is to say when people wiped piss on your when, face when, when people would, when people, would when people would do things to me when people would bully me yeah my response was not to to fight them i would say the thing right. to them i knew i could win with words because yeah. I was faster than everybody. I could think more quickly. And so I would I would do that. And then anyone who was around would think that the thing I had said right. was not the correct response to whatever infraction they had first done. But my thought was, well, I would never have said that 
if of I hadn't course. had pee hands wiped so, all over my face. I can't I can't imagine watching the pee hand incident and thinking that you overstepped by saying what you did. Maybe in another situation, sure. Like the you're a fucking loser like line can be ha- too harsh. There's nothing too harsh for the pee on the face. That's kind of my thought. So the thing was, I remember um, our friends. And are you still friends with this guy? Uh, yeah, friendly, friendly. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, surprisingly, <laughs> like to his credit, he seemed to have forgotten it. Oh, okay. But after after that, after I said all of that, he then was he was seething, and I could see it. It was, it was as if there was like a red mist that came over his eyes, mm-hmm. and he ended up. We end, I I walked sort of away after saying this. And then stood at the bar, and then he like was at the bar a couple people away, and like ordered some drinks, and then threw them at me, and then he got kicked out of the bar. He threw the drinks at you. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say he like slid them down the bar. No, no, no. He threw them in my face. Dude, fuck that guy. You the the idea. I hate this. I hate when someone does something really fucked up, and you stand up for yourself, and then you now they are mad at you back. Like, are you serious? But the. I think that um, accountability. Some issues, people would called. say standing up for yourself would mean like saying, you know, you shouldn't have done that. Like that's not cool. Blah blah blah. Walk right. away. Two wrongs don't make a right. School of thought. But my right. standing up for myself is insulting them. I'm core. going to look at your whole person and your existence, and I'm going to sum it up and point out your greatest weaknesses mm-hmm. in as few words as possible. Right. Um, and dude, you know what? I don't think that that's that unique of a thing. I think that that is, if you really fucking piss someone off, they are very likely, if they know you well, especially to say the thing that they know is going to crush you. Yeah, like the thing that the the rest of the friends say about them that they don't know about themselves or that they yeah. don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think that you're like extra evil for that like maybe you're better at it than the average person right you know what i mean but like i think that that's a a normal reaction so i told my girlfriend this story Mm -hmm. and she was horrified by what i had. are you serious yeah oh my god that's surprising i also don't know if a a young woman can really understand what it's like to have some hulking man wipe like physically bull that's bullying it's just like bully you physically do you know what i mean bro and bully you it's not like he dumped gatorade on you dude he put piss on your face yeah that is the ultimate like (laughs) aggression dude. horrific a macro aggression (laughs) yeah a a ginormo aggression literally like the ultimate aggression bro you can get killed for doing that there are people who will kill you for that (laughs) dude that i'm not (laughs) It's like like a larger percentage of the population than we might even think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but what's interesting is that in in that moment the couple that introduced me to my girlfriend by the way was there, our dear friends. But this was years before I met my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And the 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 girl had the same reaction that my girlfriend did. Crazy. Which was like I've never seen you talk to someone that way. Like that was really bad. Oh my god! I've never seen I, that was so personal and so intense. <laughs> dude, I said it calmly. Yeah, I wasn't yelling. Yeah, I wasn't. I was steady, staring into his soul and being like, "What you've done with your life oh is a god. disappointment." Oh my god! And I backed it up. I I wrote an introductory paragraph of a of, of an legacy. essay of a convincing like high school essay dude about why about what the choices he'd made and why it was less than wow i mean i the the way that i can relate to this is when some if sometimes i'm wronged and i react and i get aggressive or if i get mad like it tends to turn my girlfriend off even when i'm right yeah that is how i relate to this i don't know though dude the piss on the face thing like again that's the craziest thing i've ever heard that's like nuts yeah I was really mad. I was really mad about it. I can't, it takes a lot for me to get to that uh, to that level of yeah. word attack, dude. I guess. What the fuck's that guy doing, bro? Anyway, yeah. If he's listening, I do feel bad that I said that thing. He's a good dude. Uh, his wife is wonderful. 
they're good people. They had me at their wedding, which is why, again, I say that credit to him. He truly was the bigger man for like letting that be kind of water under the bridge. I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree, man. I don't agree that he's the bigger man. He deserved it. Uh, and I'm glad that he now he he accepts that and it's, he was willing to move past it. It's so funny for me to hear you say this because every I, I've told my girlfriend this story and then there were the people who were there to see it and everyone thought I was the bad guy. Bro. Are you nuts? How do you and and it took me a long time to 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 be convinced that I was the bad guy because P face always stood to me as the most insane thing. It is. I'm sorry that you've been gaslit by all your friends into believing you're this psychopath when you just were so human and normal and you actually, in my opinion, underreacted to it. Like you could have well, done so much worse. This is the sick truth, which is that if I had punched him in the face, people would have understood that more. That's crazy. I too. would have been more forgiven, I feel like, for, for that right. than what I did. Wild, dude. No, you were completely in the right. 100%. All right. Dude, fucking wild. <laughs> got it. Well, I appreciate that. Absolutely. I feel validated I now. I got you, dude. I got you. <laughs> hey, uh, that's our episode for today. I w- would be very curious to hear from our listeners if you guys have a moment in your lives where you've said something to someone that was like cutting as hard to the core as that story. Um, whether you feel like you were in the right, whether you feel uh, ashamed, uh, please send us those. I think those are very telling moments about people. Um, to oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. As I said, I will be in Arlington, Virginia, right outside of Washington, D.C., on August 13th to the 14th at the Draft House um, for four shows, FrancisEllis.com for tickets. Julio, you're going to be in Barcelona. Comedy Clubhouse Barcelona, Friday, Saturday. Unbelievable. Uh, of this week. Where can you get those tickets? Uh, I think at the place. I'm cool. actually not really sure. Google Check it. out their Instagram. Yeah, you'll find it. Um, and uh, we love you guys for listening. And um, thank you so much. We'll see you guys soon.